0: The Around the NFL podcast
1: is in the best shape of their lives. From the Chris Wesley Podcast Studio. No, it's Around the NFL. Combine Week Edition. I'm Dan Hansis with Greg Rosenthal Rosenthal and Mark Sessler. You would think how many times I've said it. Never stumble over a word, but that's life.
2: I mean, or you're, you know. You have a nine a point nine 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 success rate. That's right. maybe the first time you flubbed that in you know seventeen thousand times. was a hard flub times. It
3: was a bad flub. It was. Whereas I pointed out in the last show, I'm human. You're human too. You it's know, been you, proven. You're fallible. A
2: lot of people killing Greg for that. In the
3: UK, uh, it's Rosenthal. You know, they never they, they're not into H's. Though. Um, is that what I'm, I, I I'm is I'm that a my human? flub?
1: Maybe I could have stuck with that and just pretended. I'm a human.
3: Wait, a lot of people are talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, I just you know, I check in. I check
2: that. in on Twitter once in a while, which Greg apparently never uh, reads his his mentions. But it's like what if are you, people saying? If you have to point out you're human, right? We've yeah, got oh, a yeah, core. We've got a core Classic, issue with your with how you're
1: perceived. Yeah. So that <laughs> I do think that
2: you're human. So I don't know why you needed to. I don't know what you were attempting to. Are emphasize. you
1: human or are you dancer, Greg? <laughs> Tell us. It's just like
3: sometimes the killers just just barely miss the mark. Well, they, uh, they
1: shoot for the sun, and sometimes it veers to the left.
3: That What is is? I'm, I'm, I'm a soldier. I'm not a, I'm a... I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. That was another one. That was I like, kind of like that one. It's
2: a little too... Wrote long. it a long time uh, ago. I saw Mark's <laughs> eyes light up,
3: though, when he said uh, the best shape of I think, Mark, you were... Th- was that look to sort of say like I am in the best shape? of my I don't life. think I am, but my oh. my but
2: Greg, my body, my choices. It was one of these things where you said, "No, we aren't." Yeah. Well, like,
3: I, like I speak for
2: where we have you ta- you know speak for we where have where talked at, about Greg. that on the yeah. show,
1: Greg, before, and you had I felt like gotten better with it. You'll speak for no, us is on a these fact. things
3: for the podcast to be in the best shape of his life. All three of us would have to be in good shape. All right, and I am so far off the best shape of my life. It eliminates any possibility correct. that yeah. the. That the group could be there. I think you're correcting where you were coming from on that.
2: No, I'll, that I'll was that was exactly
1: it, where yeah. I was coming from. But you from. could let
2: us if let I'm us tell the audience how
1: we feel yeah. about our where we're at physically. Our own forms. Oh, well, who said it's don't physical. feel great personally. Right. Yeah. I'm
2: not. I'm not sh- shining some light either. Let me say. Yeah, right. I think you guys are right. assuming the physical shape. It could mm. be like the shape of the podcast itself. It's
1: mm. true. Is it the, in the best Wh- shape? It's well, fine. I, I'd argue that there yeah, that's are, not true there's a
2: variable levels there as yeah. well in terms of where we are sitting right now at this moment. So <laughs> right. there.
1: Now there's going to be some long like subreddit thread. Is the podcast in danger? <laughs> Everything's fine. We're happy to be here. Yeah. We love being here in Los Angeles during Combine Week. And we're going to get into Combine Week because the uh, head coaches, the GMs spoke at their... Podiums, their risers at the Indiana Indianapolis Convention Center. And speaking of which, a couple things out of the Convention Center, which we have been to a dozen plus times at this point. Um, one, um, Andrew Groover. Do we know Andrew Groover? Of course we do. Yeah. Groover is somebody who's worked uh, on the NFL Network side in the newsroom and remotely for years. He went viral. Wait, really? He went You're viral breaking news to me. because he um, is an Alabama guy, by the way. I don't know if you knew that, Groover. Um, he posted a video of Bryce Young has arrived at the Combine, which as of right now, you know, doing big numbers, over 700,000 views of the video and a lot of comments about the slight nature of Bryce Young, who measured in, I believe, at 5'10 and a half, and you're going to hear a lot about Bryce Young, a guy who's a lot of people think could be the number one pick in this draft. And the record in the non Drew Brees category for guys that uh, don't have the height in the league is not good. So that's going to be a major story. So Bryce Young is the it's like first non- guy. Ex-
3: it's literally non existent. I mean, just at that height. Right. Uh, I, think I would last- also, like, if you look at the video, it's not the height's the one thing. I think a lot of if you listen to like a lot of guys,
2: it's the weight. They're wondering if he'll even weigh in. The bulk, yeah. If he'll even cross 200 pounds. You have to drink like four
1: gallons of milk. There's a bit the of public. a Kyler Murray uh, look to his build as well. He's He seems slight, and Kyler's that, thick, that's the thing. Kyler's, yeah, Kyler's got that
3: like, strong. Yeah. Yeah. I think Wilson they're worried. Giant, yeah. giant
1: head, too. The, the helmet, the yeah. Size, yeah. size of that helmet. Yeah, it no, feels it's like, like ding, 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 ding,
4: ding,
3: ding. his profile is very different.
1: Though, so. um, and uh, the other uh, thing I wanted to say about the combine and that convention center, I have now forgotten, so. If I remember it, I'll let you know. But shout out to Groover. Um, coming up later today, Mike Garafolo. He's at the Combine, and he's going to sit down with us and talk about uh, some news that he's hearing. We'll get into you know some of the quarterback news around the league. Obviously, it remains a, a wide-open situation, a fluid situation for various uh, big-name quarterbacks. Coming up later uh, this week, tomorrow, in fact, we're going to have Lance Zierlein. Who's an uh, for many years one of the great analysts of the draft scene uh, with NFL Network, and we're gonna have him and have him get us up to speed. So that's good, good coverage. I like it. And then the, the on-field stuff starts
3: Thursday. They've cha- they change around the schedule almost every year now. They've to optimize uh, ratings and whatnot. And we're going defensive linemen, linebackers Thursday. We got the quarterbacks on Saturday, but four days of on-field. Daniel
1: Jeremiah's Super Bowls coming. Mm. Thank you. Now I remember what I wanted to say. Jeremiah said of Bryce Young, with his skill set, if he's your classic 6'3", 220 dude, he's talking him up like Joe Burrow. He's talking him up uh, like Trevor Lawrence. So that is something that is, everything else is there, but the size. We'll get into that with Lance tomorrow. Someone's going to fall in love. Absolutely, someone will talk themselves into it. It's not going to be a problem. You know who it was a problem for? Baker uh, and Kyler. Right. It's tough. the The linemen in the league keep getting bigger. The defensive linemen keep getting bigger. It's to have a clean pocket and not get half your passes knocked down. What's more frustrating than your team driving or attempting to drive and one out of every four passes swatted down I mean at the I think that's as
2: a, as a long time baker follower that was uh, <laughs> a regular baked into a regular part of Sunday. or not even
3: using that part of the field, and I think that's why you know he's the heavy favorite in Vegas to be the number one overall pick is that nothing about his game sort of spells that out like the game looks more like a, a burrow type prospect where he's using the middle of the field where he sees the field like a quarterback he finds a way somehow, but you're right it's it's, like, unforeseen. Seneca Wallace was the last quarterback approximately that small that mm-hmm. played uh, at the NFL level. Although, like, what's there's an no inch? There's no Buston Canton for what? Seneca Wallace. No, there's right. no but what's poems for Seneca Seneca like- Wallace. <laughs> On one hand, then, it's like, what's an inch between him and Drew Brees? Is that, like, that, that inch makes all the difference where you have no chance? I don't, I don't know. Hey, it like, wasn't or, or about or the would... height
1: with Drew Brees. It was between the ears and in the art. <laughs>
3: A guy from New York, the
2: Bronx, is saying <laughs> that yeah, about True no He's idea. Almost no link.
1: Let's uh, get caught up on the news. <laughs>
4: uh, you know, I spent parts of uh, a couple of the days imagining what it would be like to uh, retire, and then imagining what it would be like to continue to play.
1: Here's the thing, and that's Aaron Rodgers. On uh, he did a podcast with his friend Aubrey Marcus. Aubrey like, Marcus. Jinx. Greg Mark
2: in unison there. That was uh, unusual.
1: I like it. And um, Aaron Rodgers could end up the quarterback of the Jets, and I would be very excited from a player skill uh, point of view. But I am just so, so exhausted by having – I feel like I'm being held hostage right now as a football fan. Like, there is – I know you guys listen to it, and, and that's a good job by you guys. Like an hour-and-a-half conversation with his buddy – and saying things like talking about his darkness retreat and imagining what it would be like retired and imagining it's like, holy God, boy, you just just make a decision, let the Packers do what they need to do, and let's get on with this already. It's it's so self-serving and exhausting is the word that I keep thinking of. And with if a week from now he's a member of the Jets, I'm going to be thrilled because I I, I the idea of having him pilot that team after the the crap that I've watched a quarterback forever is is a beautiful thought. But all the other stuff that comes with it, it makes me think, God, if that actually happened, if he goes to New York, how is that going to play out when this is how he talks now all the time? I mean, first
2: of all, if he gets to the Jets, a lot of this stuff goes away. Do you think so? I'm, I'm just saying this. I don't know if it does. I, I'm not saying entirely, but just like the, the offseason, okay. Willier won't he stay in Green right. Bay part of it. And we're in a major different story, right. and it's a new I mean, chapter. Like
1: I think, what stays is Aaron Rodgers not the football player, or even like the unique guy out in the realm of professional sports. It's this pro- this projection of him now. It's like Aaron Rodgers shaman. Like right. Like well, so that Steven Seagal ask almost. I, I think like you
2: like the way your frustration and you expressed it to Greg and I before the show a little bit. Like um. Totally get it. I think I've been on the. I'm frustrated with Aaron Rodgers' train, uh, which it veers off uh, into into nothingness, like see, off season after off season. So it's like I'm there with you. There, I think the thing here is, I think he could have done all this without telling anyone. You could have gone and. I have no issue with what he did, which is gone and like he he basically talks about like the retreat that he went on, where he did contemplate deeply the fact that like he spent this time in a struggle, wanting to be more than just a football player, but that during his time in it, if you listen to it, I think you gain a little bit of appreciation for it. Like, he came to a point where, like, wait a minute, I actually am lucky to have done what I've done. I'm lucky to be a football player. It's given my life and me incredible things. He talked about, you know, we know he's had familial issues. He's had issues with his parents, with his siblings, that he went in and, like contemplated and healed all that. So I think the thing about it from a human angle, and I'm not coming like, oh, this is so perfect, it's a bed of roses, but maybe he comes out to this next final phase of his career. He's 39. Um, A more whole person with some of that stuff solved. My thing is you could have done all that without us talking about it. The only reason we're tired of it is because he cannot prevent himself from... Speaking publicly about it, which is his right, by the way, but I think it creates this alternate exhaustion where it's like, we are fo- not focused but on the football player. We're focused on all this other stuff. And I don't think there's anything wrong with but it. He also but he's creating that, that
1: reality. The darkness retreat and all this other holistic type, like that actually did cure him of his illness i'm not or, saying like, it
2: did but i would say i would like, say the the one thing is like the, the one thing that's annoying that it um, for me takes place in like the sports reporter environment it's like it's just immediately dismissed and a lot of the stuff that he's talking about is basically just wouldn't be the worst thing for
3: some human beings to do in general looking at their whole lives no the darkness retreat sounded a little intriguing to me uh, to, to try out once you you said you listened to it mark and you grew a greater like appreciation. You made I, you like uh, just, Aaron Rodgers more. I
2: just I got I, I removed like if you listen to it, it kind of removed the like football part of it because I am annoyed that we have to track them show after show. That part is tedious. It's ponderous. I think it must be tiring for the listeners for it's going on and on. It's up to but, us on some level, so that's on I us. mean we we don't, we don't do full shows on it, but I just think this was just sort of an I, it was just him speaking about what he did versus versus some like uh, scribe describing what he did with no concept of it.
3: Right. He, if that uh, makes sense. He it it there is some sort of disconnect of like him, you know, coming out of the darkness retreat and then immediately going on like a hugely uh popular podcast. But it but it sure. is it is his friend um we've all got um mouth to feed and and it's the way to get out his view in an unfiltered way and these two men really love each other. That was my biggest takeaway. Is they are extremely close. and, and right, they, But I don't have to care about right, his no, relationship you, no, with you this don't random have, you guy. Don't, no, you don't have to. No, but
1: I feel like it's being kind of put on us as football fans. Right. Like, we have to follow every aspect of this man's life and it's like their players we are more than just what it. they do we, on the we field. Are, we are the media,
3: so we could just have not included him on the
1: rundown. And that's a that's a choice. We can't really do that because he's one of the greatest players to ever live who might be changing teams after 18 years. Right. Like, we that's why I feel like were, sometimes we're but being he, held so the
2: Aaron Rodgers, the reason you're going to deal with it in New York is like he's still going to do Pat McAfee, probably whatever, wherever he goes. He could have chosen to do all this on his own. That's all I would have think would have changed. We wouldn't be here.
5: We right. wouldn't be and dealing the, with and this. And the
3: reason why he does the podcast and he, he said it was he wants to inspire others to take a similar path that he wants look, right. the, the guy he's doing the podcast with literally went from selling uh like as a marketer fleshlights to quickly turning it into a hundred million dollars F- what did you say fleshlights do you remember the, what is that uh it's a product uh that it's people a, use uh you can't just say that with sexual gratification Okay. Um, it's not, you know, it, it it is a part of life. It's a certain marketplace. Um, and, and turned it as a business <laughs> that partner. That sounds kind
2: of like a porn. <laughs> uh,
3: turned it with his business partner Joe Rogan quickly into like a motivational, um, kind of oh. what Tom Brady tried to do uh, with his company too, kind of mixing holistic medicine and nutrition, and turned it into a multi hundred million dollar operation that he sold. And and that's part of this whole thing too. Is 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 you are feeling like. He wants to sell a certain idea, and, to, and in his mind, help people out and kind of be a thought leader, and that's why he's doing it. I think so publicly.
1: Yeah, I think the one thing I would I would disagree with, although open to multiple views on it, is that he's he's doing a lot of this to try to help people. I don't. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I've Never thought he's a bad guy. Um, I just think that a lot of this is some a lot of the searching. While I think it's authentic on one level, the fact that we need to be uh, told of it. Every step of the way, and he has to share this, I think he likes things being projected back onto himself. He likes being the center of the news cycle, which also is not necessarily a bad thing. There's a lot of guys that do that, Uh, but when it's dressed up as uh, in some type of altruistic way, I don't know if I totally buy it. Then again, if he's my quarterback, I will take <laughs> the a, treat with I, you'll you. You'll be
2: buying a fortnight Fortnite for like
3: now. He, he spent a day talking about <laughs> uh, what his life would be like retiring in the darkness. And this, this, this was day three and four, by the way. The first two days were more personal stuff, uh, family, relationships, stuff like that. Day three and four was, if he was retired, day four was... If I come back to play it, just reading between the lines. I mean, he sounds like a guy who is motivated to maybe go back to play, but, but we'll see. And the, the other side of this is like, yeah, you can come back to play. But based on what old Goody was talking about in Indianapolis, I think the, yeah, I think the Packers might be ready to, to move on. And sure. then I don't think it. Roger said explicitly he doesn't think they would trade him to a place he didn't want to go, but he does not have an actual trade. No trade clause. I think they would work it out, though, between the two sides. Yeah,
1: spinning this toward more the football side of things. So Roger said in part of that podcast interview that he won't drag anyone around with his decision. Uh, And then uh, Brian Gutekunst, um, the general manager of the Packers, uh, had this to say about the other quarterback on the roster, Jordan Love.
0: We're excited about him. You know, I think, you know, I've expressed to a lot of people that he needs to play. That's the next step in in his progression. Uh, he needs to play, but uh, Jordan's done a great job. Worked really hard,
1: um, you know. So he's doing everything we're asking. I think I I wish I could credit who tweeted it, but I as soon as I saw the tweet, I was like, "This is absolutely right." This Roger story, part of the exhaustion, is has been going on for years. This mm-hmm. will he won't he the Packers uh, the state of their relationship. Two years ago, when this stuff was going on. Uh, the Packers publicly were like, we're not trading Aaron Rodgers. Last year, when this stuff was going on, we're not trading Aaron Rodgers. This year, the the guy behind him has to play. We're open to uh, different scenarios. It still feels to me like a very, very good chance that he has played his last down in Green Bay.
2: I think it's a, a complete sea change in terms of the message coming from inside the Packers building. I, th- th- it's it's such a shift in a way. I mean, and, and I don't dismiss... The Bob McGinn report that essentially the Packers, there's an element where they're disgusted with him. I think that kind of got thrown aside a little bit because maybe it felt a little strong. Exhausted, disgusted, whatever. It's like it just feels like it's not a Jordan love thing necessarily. That's certainly a motivating factor because what we saw of him, was positive. I think it's like it's time now. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers just feel like they've come to this natural breach. And mm-hmm. it feels right for both sides. And I don't think you need to even be Green Bay and worried about if there are, like you say, I think there's going to be a number of trade partners if this becomes an availability. I don't care about outside of your own division where you trade them. You live with it. He's done a great job by you and vice versa. You move on, you get the best. Hall, you can in return, and you try to make Aaron Rodgers happy. I don't think it needs to end in a Brett Favre-like cantankerous divorce. I think they should go in the opposite direction with
3: this. I, I And I think there's a, a chance that happens, that Rodgers might not be – maybe his feelings will be hurt if he truly wanted back in Green Bay, but I think if they just are up front with him, say – You know, we're going to trade you. He works with them, and that this could all happen relatively quickly. So, uh, they do have a fifth year option on Jordan Love. I do buy the fact that they say explicitly they think he took a third year leap in Mm -hmm. camp, in the preseason. We saw it a little bit in the regular season. It all seemed to be confirmed by our our eyes, but there was reporting about that even before that. If they want to give him that fifth year option, it's like this is the time it makes sense uh, to do it. Before we do move on, though, um, Aaron Rodgers did have something like so. Profound that I asked uh, Justin to clip that I nice. did just want to like go over it uh, Where's be- this before can't we wait. leave.
1: This could change. Yeah, my, mind. my
4: dumps were super smooth and in my mind. Now this is my own rationalization. Mind. They were they were all two wipers. They were yeah. two wipers
0: and <laughs> done. And so it so, didn't need more than two wipes. Honestly, there, I mean, were, we there were multiple. The, we could check the underwear for the record. Well, yeah, <laughs>
4: we, we, we could. There were we multiple could. though that I didn't even think I needed a wipe. <laughs>
1: They are good friends. We got to get Derek Carr in Florian Park. Let's go. <laughs> they spent like 2
3: minutes on <laughs> on what it was like to wipe in total darkness cuz cuz Aubrey's done the darkness thing too that it was it was a lot of uh, Are you serious trickiness. by the way you
1: said that you're that was investigating right at the top. doing
3: darkness a darkness thing yourself? No. no I would I I don't think you I said, would. Actually, I
1: thought you said like 10 minutes ago you're joking.
3: I said I was interested. What did I yeah. say? No, I think you didn't say you I were I was saying to. like if in a perfect world where I didn't have like Children and then these are just really like I think that sounds like an interesting thing to go try to do. Maybe I would try it once. I have I don't done I've done a five day silent retreat. It wasn't in darkness. It was
2: just somewhere where you weren't <laughs> supposed to speak. Can I just would, I, I, would
3: actually go make it happen? No, but like I'm not. It, I wouldn't want to talk about it to people
2: yeah. either. But yeah, you know
3: I, Dan, it might not be the worst thing on the planet for
2: you
1: if you tried no, it. No, honestly, a bit I time. don't you know, want to like, judge. Yeah. I'm not judging. I'm just saying like I think about things all the time about my life. I privately um consider different things paths that i'm on what's going on with my family my friends i do that you know when i do it when i'm walking the dog when i'm listening to music when i'm laying in bed maybe when
3: you're taking those two wipers you know maybe it's a two
1: wiper thing but i'm just saying like the idea the other thing that's like maybe you could do maybe it would help you to think i think about stuff all the time but i don't need to go lay in the darkness Right, but I I think oh, it's more it like. But why does that offend
3: you? Like he doesn't have a, a family in his house that he has to worry me. about yeah. either. I'm just yeah. Doesn't offend me. It's more just like let him go do what he wants. You go walk it's
2: your dog like and do religion. what you want. It's
3: like everyone. But, I, I'm not into
2: I'm their just religion. I'm not saying do stuff.
1: It's not there. Are, uh, there are billions of people like me right. that do plenty of, well, of contemplation. Course. Most people, yeah, without making right. a whole. The thing The difference
2: of it. is you aren't telling thousands upon thousands of people that you that you think while you walk your dog. I mean, you are, but you aren't doing that. You weren't doing it the same way he was.
1: Everyone everyone's different. I totally get that. I'm not saying that that there's no value to going different taking different paths this way. Um it's ancient but, too it's by the like, way. It's, it goes oh
2: back to God. ancient times.
1: A lot of stuff was happening in ancient times too that although they did have, no, co- like they did have mean, light. <laughs> they did have light in ancient times they you know during the they didn't have to stay at the time um, all right let's let's keep let's keep moving here. Jalen Carter, who is Jalen Carter Mark Sessler.
3: he is a highly prized defensive prospect who is run into some trouble. maybe the top prospect in this draft. I would say the consensus top. Pro- Prospect. If you took positions away yes. in this, draft.
1: that's why when we talked about like DJ and all these other people that are doing their mocks and like, how am I going to do? I know the Bears are trading this pick. Uh, I, I got to take somebody in the spot. Jalen Carr because he's a top prospect, defensive lineman. Well, he's got some issues because he was at the at the combine in Indy and then he left uh suddenly uh because an arrest warrant was uh, issued on Jalen Carter uh, for racing and reckless driving. And it's a very serious, uh, tragic tragic situation that he was allegedly involved with. There was a drag racing incident in January. Uh, according to the Athens-Clarke County Police Department, Carter was racing with uh, Georgia recruiting staffer Chandler LaCroix, and LaCroix and a offensive lineman on the team, Devin Willick, uh, were killed in a single-car accident that night. Uh, Carter was at the scene of the incident. He left before the police came came back, misled investigators, saying that he wasn't... According to the police, yeah. According to the police, uh, said that he uh, was not there when it happened. Well, the police think something else happened here, that he was directly involved with uh, the accident, and now uh, he's going to have to turn himself into authorities. This is obviously not ideal, uh, and on any level, especially in terms of football terms uh, during Combine Week.
3: Yeah, the, the news broke shortly before he was going to have his press conference, he released a statement saying this morning he received a telephone call informing that two misdemeanor warrants, and it should be uh, pointed out, these are misdemeanors um, that's being accused uh, for reckless driving and racing. Uh, He said that numerous media reports circulated inaccurate information concerning the tragic events. It's my intention to return to Athens and answer these misdemeanor charges. And uh, he is no question, when all the facts are known, he'll be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing when this story popped up, I mean, it was so sad. I'm sure you guys saw a, a lot of it bubbling. even us, not as college football fans, like a, as um, it, it happened, like what a tragic story, a woman who's clo- you know, who worked and was involved with, with the students and then another athlete and Carter was broken up. And even just from a human angle, you can just think about like, that this all happened and this is happening like right before he's going to have this scouting combine and you, you hurt for the families involved and you hurt for him. You, I, you can be empathetic with him no matter what he did that night. It's like an incredibly traumatic and like life changing. You almost like this. It almost seems like like a bad movie and kind of a, a nightmare for everyone.
2: I mean, I guess the, the, the thing that we've learned during the show so long is like, it's got to play out. He will have a chance to tell his side, of the story, he, he's going to have a lot of NFL teams they are going to want to like hear what he has to say about it. I mean, there's stuff around him that goes a little bit before this incident as well. So it's, um, it's all happening very publicly. And I think when you he's like 21 years old, uh, suddenly this thing that could, again, if he were a different type of person, take place in private is happening in front of the entire world. And it's probably a lot to bear on your shoulders and the whole incident to, to start with.
1: Yeah, not good.
0: Irish spring body wash and bar soap, fresh green Irish shop. Now at a store near you. All right, we're back. Let's uh, get more into again,
1: everyone at the risers uh, at the combine. We're not at the combine. Other people are at the combine. Um, so here is uh, Bengals GM Duke Tobin T Higgins, a subject of interest. Uh, they have a lot of uh, money to hand out to um, Jamar Chase. To Joe Burrow, and does that leave enough to take care of T. Higgins, a star wide receiver in his own right? So thoughts: Could he be traded? Well, here's what Tobin had to say: He said, "Go get your own stud." I'm not in the business of making other teams better. I'm in the business of making the Cincinnati Bengals better.
4: And so trading T. Higgins is not on my mind. That's their problem. They want a receiver. Go find your own. You know, in, in my my opinion, you know T. Higgins is a good piece for
1: the Cincinnati Bengals. So. The trade stuff is a little ridiculous right now. See, I like to hear these because you could really parse, like, what's real and what's not. T. Higgins is on the Bengals next September. Anybody disagree?
2: No, I, I completely agree. <laughs> I love this new energy from the Bengals because we talked to Duke Tobin to a year ago when we were um, present at the Combine Correct. in human form. And uh he basically told us, "Yeah, we're going to go out and get a bunch of linemen and find a way to protect you." But he just was straightforward and said, "Yeah, this is a need, and we're going to go Good address point. it." And they did it, right? And they went and did it. And I, th- I kind of think this is how the Bengals want to operate from here on out. They don't need to uh, toy with us verbally. I don't think there's any reason that you move T. Higgins. Look at if they're if you're the Bengals right now. I would just say this real quick. You look at the Chiefs over the last couple months. You went from a team that lost last year in the playoffs, came off a Super Bowl loss the year before, and now you're back on the mountaintop. The Bengals keep getting close. Their window is open forever with Joe Burrow, as they said. Why would you remove a guy in T. Higgins who, honestly, ultimately, we might look back and say he could match Jamar Chase's career. He could even Ooh. have a better career. You never Spicy. know all these things. I just think he he played he played the number one role all year long when Chase wasn't in the lineup and totally thrived. I thought that one of the only reasons they got to where they were
3: is because of guys like T. Higgins. I'd have to make a list, but I feel pretty safe t higgins would be in my top 15 receivers in the nfl and this story bubbled up i think and someone point out if i'm wrong but i think it all came from like some aggregating gone wrong Uh this used to be on Mm. my radar as you know we tried to have rules about aggregating Roto world and it was just like presented in an athletic article of like all the possible things that could be on the table just to you not know, reported. Up, not even cla- not even speculated, suggested. Even yes. in the article, they kind of said this is unlikely. This isn't going to happen. But they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to start thinking about the future. These are, and then someone kind of went a little too hard from it, and then it just took yes. fire. Spiraled, and it makes no sense. In fact, I think they're going to keep Tyler Boyd too, which people have speculated that would make more sense. But he's not really paid that much. I think they know this is a beautiful window. Joe Burrow's going to get his money this year. They've talked about that. This is a beautiful window where they're all together. Probably not all going to be together forever I don't think T Higgins is getting that long-term contract from the Bengals he might get franchise tech next year but that's next year keep but, it you know, all together Dan, while it how can. about
2: you send that aggregator into a four-day darkness retreat I don't Maybe even they, know that it could, is, though I'm that could help, help. I'm that could help make or, him a better send
1: them all there or yeah. send him on a walk with his dog
2: on that you just walk around with the dog go take the and you know yeah. who else wins there
1: what the dog not just you the dog yeah gets size. gets 45 minutes right stuck in a basement
2: all day long it's hot
1: out hell yeah um and I agree, and I love Joe Burrow, and you know he's got that swag and that confidence and that ability. Uh, so when he says my our Super Bowl window is my whole career, I'm with you, bud. Right. It's but,
3: it's 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 open as long as you don't lose your offensive lineman in almost voodoo like cruel fashion one a week for five straight weeks. So it's truly preposterous what happened to them. <laughs>
1: Injury luck is is not great. Uh, but the point I was trying to make was that uh, with your Super Bowl window, it's never gonna be as open as it is when you, ironically the quarterback, are being paid below your market value for what you bring to your team. So the window, sure, it's open for as long as he is a top quarterback, but during this rookie contract, however long much longer it lasts, it's not over. too much longer. <laughs> yeah, it's like two months. It's coming. Right. So like, July it's, So It's, it's like that kind of that was it. And that's why I think part of the uh the frustration if I'm a Bengals fan is those last two years to get that close When you had that uh, huge advantage, we shall see. I hope they uh, stick around. I like watching the Bengals. Um, Play big games. In other news, the Eagles have um, repopulated their coordinator seats. Uh, Sean Desai is their new defensive coordinator. Brian Johnson, the new OC, after uh, uh, Shane Steichen uh, got a head coaching job and so did Jonathan Gannon. Uh, So the Eagles... uh, populate and get set there.
2: I think I think this is um, a case where I trust the Eagles uh, innately with what they've done over the last couple of years with their reboot post-Doug Peterson. And just listen to Jalen Hurts talk about Brian Johnson. He's basically said this guy is, he works with them one-on-one Every day, this is the next big head coach. He has been coaching and working around Jalen Hurts since Jalen Hurts was four years old. Johnson's dad coached Jalen Whoa. Hurts, so that so it's like that is that transition. I trust with Desai. I mean, he's been he is a he's a good he's been a coordinator before. He's a, they, they, everyone who's been around him. Pete Carroll gushed about him. But think about this defense. Like your free agents include Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. Brandon Graham, James Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Linval Joseph, Robert Quinn, Dominican Sue, and Kaiser White. Throw T.J. Edwards in
3: there? Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. That's, there's a lot of transition. I think that coordinator's got a bigger challenge than Brian Johnson yes. does right now. Brian Johnson's going to be a head coaching candidate if the Eagles often stays uh, affected. Just the way they, they talk about him. And good on Sirianni kind of talking, you know. Talking that talk, walking that walk. He has three coordinators of color. Like, we, we don't see many black offensive coordinators. And so Johnson is one that's risen, and people love what he did in college and, and love it at the pros. Desai was with the Bears in Nagy's last year. Um, came from the Fangio tree. Everyone, Fangio is really influential. Yeah. Half the league is the Fangio tree. And they uh, infamously, at Gosh. least for Eagles fans, had Fangio uh, be a consultant Gosh. for the Super Bowl. And well, they run a lot of Fangio then, like, stuff. Had a, had a rough game, but brought it to
4: Fangio.
3: Seahawks lost some big coaches. Fangio. What's that, That was like my <laughs> darkness retreat. I don't need anything more than that. <laughs> that was beautiful. I
1: have reset. Speaking of Jonathan Gannon, he is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and it is going to be a transition year for the Arizona Cardinals because Kyler Murray uh, had ACL reconstruction surgery. He is going to miss a chunk of the regular season. Gannon said on the podium in Indianapolis, they're not going to rush him back because quote, part of what makes Kyler so elite, you know, are his legs. So when he's ready to play, he'll play. I don't know exactly the timetable right now. That all makes sense to me. What doesn't make as much sense to me. And perhaps gentlemen, you could shine a light. Uh, in this regard is why there's so much talk about DeAndre Hopkins leaving the Cardinals I know there's some contract things in terms of guaranteed money left on his deal there isn't any so this would be a time you could move him in a painless manner but then what does that leave for Kyler Murray when he gets back or Colt McCoy for instance while he's there anyway these are questions I have here is what Gannon said about the uncertain future of his number one wide receiver we are evaluating everyone. I know this. He's a premier receiver. You have to have a plan for. He he limits you with how you have to play defense. He's a valuable asset for us. He gone. Why mean? though? Yeah, well, I mean, so Like I think, why? Why I think are, are they couple, trading him I, a couple?
3: Because they're not gonna be competitive this year and now is the time where his value is still high enough and i think it's just a restart and he's slowed down he's not as good a player and so what's he going to be when he's 31 or 32 2023 20, 2024 20, I mean, when he is 31 com- He's again. 31
2: now and he has a 30 million dollar cap hit. You have a new general manager and a new coach. I just think it's probably trending towards and it's another year where last year you didn't have Hopkins for the big chunk of the season to start. Now you don't know what you're going to get out of Murray and it's another mismatch and then he's only on under contract for one more year. So I think it's like trade high move on. It's not ideal but they probably running out of options with the guy.
3: Right. When, he, when they say he's not sure I mean that usually just means it's over. I, I get it. I get your point uh Dan, whoever the quarterback's gonna be there. Heard some Teddy whispers. He's worked with their offensive coordinator. Like for while Kyler Murray's hurt. Like it's not it's not helping him, but he also isn't quite the same player. I think he could get a little rejuvenation machine though. Elsewhere. I like the, He's not I like, like a the, separator. He'd be a nice number two, I feel like he'd be a perfect number two. There are coordinators,
2: Drew Petzing, like uh he spent all that season with Jacoby Brissett as a free agent. Right? That that's makes the, sense that's too. A, a nice little I would love him
1: as a Corey Davis replacement and for the Jets playing across uh, from a certain. Because I think you air. get a good pick, don't you? I think you might get a first I thought, round pick. You know for and. Him. Maybe he's not the same guy, and he is coming off a PED, uh, but he's not ancient. And in just nine games last year, he had 64 catches over 700 yards. Yeah. I mean, he's still highly productive. Uh, I would want him on my team in a 2nd be great same. for the Jets. Same. I
2: just get why the Cardinals, with every all these new faces, I might just it.
1: be... It's just going to be a really... If they trade Hopkins, unless I just bet really... he was like
3: a top-five receiver at one time, and maybe now he's a top-20 receiver. Okay. That, you know, 25.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but you still need somebody to catch balls and be your number-one guy. I get it, though. You're spinning forward. But you're – I mean, are you tanking if you're the Cardinals this year? Is that where this is heading? They'll never say it. It seems like the kind of year where you got to give everyone
2: just a free pass, depending on when you get Kyler back and what the roster looks like. not a great job.
1: Jonathan Gannon took over a very tough gig here, uh, and we've talked about that. But if they start trading the the assets they have in addition to all the uncertainty at quarterback – it's what's called an unintentional tank. Their <laughs>
3: offensive line, they have eight offensive line free agents off an offensive line that wasn't very ha, na, good. Na, na. And uh, about six or seven defensive contributors uh, off a defense that wasn't good. It's like, just thank like, you, Steve Connor. It's a true rebuild. Yes.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. John Lynch. John Lynch. Mark, who's John Lynch? He is the general manager. I like this new thing. I'm just going to start doing this all the time. I don't like the
2: open questions in general. I don't mind this one. Uh, The general manager of the Niners, who a couple years ago when we were at the Combine, uh, when I took a dare from West to wear my bathrobe, over to the convention center, looked over, and wondering if it was an NFL prospect. I don't know what, maybe oh, a punter right. or a kicker. But he was like, why <laughs> is someone allowed over here in a bathrobe? And that's the only time I've I ever think, made. Was I
3: with you then? Yo, we all we were. I think we were walking that together. That's right, yeah. Um, I mean, but with a, the bathrobe. An established
2: um, premier general manager right. in the and NFL. A so you know, Hall of
3: Famer,
1: too.
2: Yeah. yeah. When Same. I do
1: that, I'm, I'm never going to put you in a tough spot. Like where I'll be like, you have before. Mark. No, I, I would never do that. And I, I want, I'm like, Mark, who's before today, for instance, Mark, who's Aubrey Marcus? Like, I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll
2: measure whether or not you're doing that. That'll be, be my input, not yours.
1: <laughs> uh, John Lynch, GM of the Niners. I don't know if you have that right, but that is who he is. Uh, he had this to say about the quarterback situation for San Francisco, which is, you know, a little bit dodgy still uh, with, uh, Brock Purdy still hasn't even had surgery yet on the elbow uh, Trey Lance coming off a season ending injury Jimmy G out the door here's uh where Lynch came down at the combine
0: I felt like uh, felt really good going into training camp that we were kind of insulated in the event that anything happened and and um, you know unfortunately it wasn't it wasn't quite enough it got us right at the end and so I think we're all product of our experiences. Um, we've learned, um, you know, was in some meetings today where the league's discussing potential solutions for, you know, third quarterbacks such that we never have that kind of. But the reality is it's it's very few and far between where those instances happen. Um, so, you know, we'll see. And, yeah, you, we, we may have to look into the quarterback market in addition to Brock and Trey to insulate ourselves from – from whatever may happen,
1: you can hear it in Lynch's voice. He's just kind of annoyed. He's like, "I thought I had this covered, and and impossibly, I do not."
3: Right. It's like his house was broken into, and so you get like a, a great security system, and then it was like broken into again, and you're, then you like build a fort- or a tree dropped right. On it. You like build a fortress around it. It was broken in again, and you're just like, "What? What can I possibly do?" It is a good off season though to just like. Bring in a guy. I assume that's all it's going to be. Although, I they feel so desperate and hungry for to capitalize on the Super Bowl window that you never know. I feel like they'd be a wild card in some bigger names, but if not, they can get in like the, the Heineke, Keenum sort of market, Mariota. I don't know, maybe just as like an extra third. Mike White, how about Mike White?
2: Mike, White, is a free agent. Mike White would be, you a know, good it's one.
1: interesting with the Cardinals going back to the Cardinals for a second, like. If they are tanking or if they are not tanking, we will, I guess, see or or perhaps be, it will be hinted strongly to us like Colt McCoy, all due res- respect, Mark, um, if they just roll with Colt for six to eight to 10 to 12 to 17 games, that's pretty good indication that they are per- per- perfectly fine with this thing rolling out a certain way because there are plenty of options to go yeah. find somebody to cover you this season. Uh, if you wanted to go that route, that would be probably an upgrade over where McCoy is in two thousand I, I would really
2: push for someone like Brissette because I think you can—you're not—you you can say we're not aiming for the Super Bowl, but he can get you adequate starter. I think Colt McCoy, with Cliff Kingsbury gone and Colt McCoy's concussion issues and the way that season ended, I'm not sure where Colt McCoy's next season at all.
1: He had a minor procedure; uh, it was revealed.
2: But
3: we uh, did see him at the
2: Super Bowl hotel. He's also and he 37.
3: looked 37.
2: He looked. He look. He looked fantastic. Right. He's kind of like, in great I shape. I think. I think he'll
3: probably be released, unfortunately. But we do not wish that
1: upon him. Or, or they just roll with him, and they're like, "Let's do this." They're not rolling. With, they're not
3: going to go Colt McCoy.
1: <laughs> <it> <laughs> <now>. just. <laughs> like, do I
2: don't. There's no connected tissue to the current coaching staff. No.
3: I see what Dan's
1: saying, though. <laughs> but it they would, might not want to win. It <laughs> it would, <laughs> that's fine. It would be a way to like. They already have that draft pick right now. Though. I mean, to put, you have a good soldier there. Colt McCoy is a good soldier but he's not going to lift the team. I don't need
3: to see Colt McCoy no. playing any more football. I, I'm surprised the people around him that love him, I'm sure have some mixed feelings. I'm sure he has some mixed feelings uh, based on yeah. watching hard knocks and stuff. Like I know he loves football, but man, it's the you only know
1: what he might need dangerous. to do? What? Either put him in a dark room or send him on a walk with the captain. My dog. I mean, with your with, dog. Well, or his <laughs> dog, whatever. Your but he dog's going to be very dog. busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to undercut the market for Aubrey Becker. Well, well, Aubrey Marcus. And be so like, he,
2: you're going to be charging people to, to walk your dog? The, it's, he half doesn't own
3: whatever the, the retreats. <laughs> he doesn't own the retreats. It's not his business. <laughs> he just
1: goes there. Uh, oh, he was in the fleshlight business. At one point, according to <laughs> Google. <laughs> All right. Anyway, in other news, let's let's uh, let's get Mike G in in a few minutes. Uh Da-da-da-da, let's see, let's see. Oh, you, you want to hear from uh, our buddy Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach? Yeah. Love that guy. Here's a fun little exchange, a uh, reporter asking uh, McDaniel uh, about what he looks for in a running back.
0: What qualities are you looking for as you build this running back room back up?
1: Um, the best qualities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny uh and then he talked about the quarterback position you know I think it's a little bit uh and I'm sh- did he go on on a long answer yeah I'm sure it was great and and interesting um but I just love that about it. he knows what he's doing <laughs> yeah. Right there. yeah um but the quarterback position is I feel like not being talked about a lot around Miami and it's very wide open you would think right given mm-hmm. uh the uh concussion issues for Tua um, here's what McDaniel said about uh, Tua and the future at that position.
4: Well, I think um, you know, like any other player, you factor in every variable. Um, you know, I think you know one thing that uh, you know when you're when you're talking about those types of decisions. Um, I think it's important to recognize that um, we have a congruence of in interest by the Dolphins and the player, um, Tua, that that we both want, um, both parties really want him to um, play at a very high level for a long time for the Miami Dolphins. So um, what's the best way to, to really um, engineer that or to um, help <laughs> manifest that? Well, um, those are the things that we're kind of Um, Wayne in terms of the the various options um, with you know the the same um, desired end is is, as two would like so you factor in everything um, as best you can um, but you know that that's part of this game that that we're all involved with is there like Aaron Rodgers on the Dolphins so you you weigh speech. those and you, you press forward. <laughs> well, I, best I assume this will end at some point. for the
1: organization, <laughs> but like, it um, hey, what a
2: great landing spot Dolphins for a like
1: Lying in the weeds a little bit here to make some type of big move. Mm. of quarterback. Or what about
2: Lamar Jackson? Although I mean, I know I don't, there's
1: mm. there's money issues and salary cap issues for all these big time quarterbacks. But I just well, wonder. A, and that an answer owner. was a little like.
2: Right. I would say Mike McDaniel does not uh, exist in the realm of most powerful coaches in terms of having autonomy. Like, it's an owner that chased Tom Brady, um, yanked him onto a yacht. It's an owner that chased Deshaun Watson. You just never know. I mean, you could certainly have wandering eyes. Tua has, it was noted that Tua is taking um, jujitsu. Uh, this off season to learn how to fall better, to fall more gracefully, to not create some of these issues potentially. Eww.
3: Right? They said that should work. They
1: were okay. trying to have it both ways. They said like they now have, I feel much better about the situation. They were
3: like they have no Just question that they they want him as their quarterback, <laughs> but also that they would take time before making the decision on the fifth year option. But they would also like to give him you know a long term contract if it's that if it's possible. I don't know. All I know is that the suit Mike McDaniel was wearing. I liked it. It was okay. chic. It was very Miami. Uh, Jeff Miami-esque. Darlington pointed out um, A clothes horse himself. It was a hood it was a hoodie suit, which I was like you got to be you got to be Mike McDaniel to pull that off potentially. Uh, Jeff Darlington also a well-dressed man pointed out the company that made it uh, and it retails for anywhere between 700 and 1700 a drawstring hoodie suit. Cashmere I liked
2: it. Well, Mike McDaniel was dinged for like, oh, now you're dre- you now you're dressing rich because it's a it's like it, ha- it gave me shades of like a yeah. classier version of like what we saw Mark Davis wearing um, at the Super Bowl week a couple years ago. And he said Mike Mike McDaniel said he's grew up he's grown up poor his whole life, mm.
1: and he's like he's going to be spending that money now. Hey, and he no apologies, to-. no, you no gotta apologies. With that now. You gotta he's with like, that. I'm casual, Mike? but yeah. I'm rich. I love that yep. rich cash. And uh, just to put a bow on this, you have to be outside your mind. To give Tua a long-term contract, they're not going to do that. I don't think they'll do that right the now. The only thing with Tua, uh, though, doesn't, doesn't he what, seem like the
3: quarterback
2: that if you don't give him the fifth-year option, it's in his head? They'll give From it that to him. They, they'll give it to him. I think. Well,
3: it's, it's his head that I'm concerned about. Well,
2: okay, but I mean the confidence. Yes, yeah, sure. I mean uh, this is the second thing inside. His I'm with head.
3: you. It would be a weird move to not give it to him. After. Why? How
1: would it be? It's ir- I think it's it would be irresponsible organizationally. Oh, you mean the option? I just see the option. Which is a little bit of a risk. a guy that a year
2: ago, before pre Mike with you guys. He was saying, he was, remember, he <laughs> said he he asked himself, like, do I suck at this? Like, I think he needs to be lifted up versus, versus some quarterback that's, like, going to take it as motivation Don't something.
1: love that either. But I don't love it true, at all, yeah. but it just seems like, it's just a, we're guessing. Definitely pick up the option. I'm with you guys. <laughs> a long-term deal? Outside your mind. Let's uh, hit 8 o'clock to light. Derek Carr meeting with the Panthers as he continues his free agent tour. I think he has another meeting with the Jets as well. Uh, he's also met, as we know, with the Saints. Uh, the Falcons release Marcus Mariota, the quarterback who um, left the team at the end of the season under mysterious circumstances that will all be revealed. Uh, on a Netflix program but they will not anoint Desmond Ritter as their QB one
3: no I think they're going QB hunting and Mariota's pretty low on on my list of, of quarterback options yeah Very especially low. that last year yeah I the did. way it ended it was rough. we
1: don't need to see that Leonard Fournette's time with the Bucks has come to, the, come to an end he requested his release from the team and they will grant him that release so he is out there Johnny Johnson also uh, on his own now released by the Browns and Kenny Galladay one of the biggest busts in free agent signing history of the New York Giants. Mm. He is cut. Mark, how about this number? He made $36 million from the for a total of 43 catches and one score.
2: It's crazy to look at, like, his Lions career and then what happened with the Giants. It's like there was a body switch.
1: Mm. Uh, multiple teams are interested uh, in Brandon Cooks, according to a report. Leslie Frazier is stepping away from a year the D.C. The Bills, but he plans to return. Commanders have placed a tag on Daron Payne. And speaking of the commanders, finally, ESPN reports that federal prosecutors are investigating a $55 million loan taken out by Commander's owner, Dan Snyder, in 2020. It's the primary focus of a criminal investigation into Snyder after the franchise's minority owners, which control 40% of the team, accused Snyder of taking out the loan without their required approval. Um, (laughs) This is like the the messiest...
3: Ownership of our lifetime, I think, or at least like the the last 20 years. And I guess it's not shocking that it's ending in such a ugly, dirty way. The last few years have been ugly for this franchise. This is all happening amid various reports conflicting from the Washington Post and different sources of Snyder Selling the team, but maybe doesn't really want to sell the team and doesn't want to sell it to Bezos, who might who wants the team. But now he will. Sell, he maybe he's just trying to drive up the price. Who knows? But I think the NFL is just trying to end this thing and land the plane before it gets any worse. And this this seems like getting worse.
1: Yeah. And relatedly, <laughs> it was reported on Monday that Snyder is demanding uh, protection from future legal action. Uh, should you know, he? That,
2: that tells you everything you need Sell to know. the
1: Washington franchise, uh, which could happen this off season, or maybe could not. The old Dick Nixon. For
3: Commanders fans out there, who is Dick Nixon?
4: Mark?
2: Let's let him out. I
3: believe you're you're referring
2: to the former president, right?
4: Yeah,
1: resigned and was pardoned of all potential. Yeah,
2: well, that you know that's how that works. It's ugly. Watergate Hotel, tough tough situation. The tough subject sitch.
1: of... Uh, <laughs> Classic tough sitch. The great film Frost-Nixon. <laughs> or the President's say, Men, or well, a, a Dick, greater film. Starring uh, Kirsten Dunst and uh, the girl from Dawson's Creek. It's a solid Michelle game. Williams. She's Her career has actually transcended Dawson's Creek, I should say. Yeah.
3: At the time... Uh, I believe she's
1: got some hardware. Oh, yeah. Oscar.
3: Well, she's one of the great actresses of our time. At the time, unbelievable. Would have you have guessed
1: that? <laughs> what would have are happened? you
3: talking about? <laughs> about Michelle Williams? Yeah, now they could have been a little out there to say she would have
1: achieved She was these excellent heights. on the program. I mean, she was
3: great on that show and recognized for it. But I still think uh, she wasn't the big star. We'll see, of she's the got group. some
1: trophies.
2: Little over-celebrated for the Fablemans,
3: which to me was about as hot as cold as it gets. Minus the wow, you didn't like the Fablemans. Good no. Good Felt like
2: it got shotgun here from 1993.
3: Okay, I haven't seen it. So, uh, Manchester by the Sea. Oh, that, that was a that was a, that tough, was a tough watch. Tough one
1: that scene, walking
3: that scene, back to the house oof.
1: after walking the dog. No, he went to the liquor store actually. That would have been a bad beat for me if it was walking the dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have been like huge win for Aaron Rodgers. Big beat uh, for the Zuzzer. Uh, I'm let's see, including <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, let's see, Michelle Ingrid Williams, uh, nineteen eighty baby, nice. She was received various accolades, including two Golden Globe awards, a Primetime Emmy, in addition to nominations for five Oscars and a Tony. Mm. She doesn't have the hardware yet. In it's the big, it's very the big well one. deserved. That's like hoisting a Lombardi. <laughs> all right, dang let's... five best perform and that's lead actress uh, yeah you gotta give her you things. gotta give her the hardware you know um at some point here all right let's take a break <laughs> and uh let's bring mike g on the show to get caught up on everything else going on in indy
0: you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better
1: Welcome back. Unbelievable development here. We need an insider. We need someone boots on the ground who gets it, who's trusted in the realm of news gathering, and we have that man. Mike Garofolo joins us. That's my jam right
5: there. I love that intro music. <laughs> we give you the yeah. silk
1: stockings jam just to get you
5: in the mood, in the mood. I don't know what you're talking about. Never heard of it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike. How are you, buddy? What's going on in Indy? Uh, we're not there this year, so we need we need a real perspective on the vibe. Uh, uh, let me guess, exactly the same as every other year.
5: Oh <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised to hear that uh, Prime Forty Seven, uh, the steakhouse here in Indianapolis, is quite crowded. Um, you know, and, and it's here, Here's the frustrating part: is that you try to be smart and you say, um, "I'm going to get out of here 12:30," right? Plenty of time uh, put in, clocked in, clocked out. And then you realize it's 2.30 all of a sudden. And it's like, wait a minute. I was on my way to the door. Why why Ooh. haven't I gotten there yet? And um, we were just uh, ran, you know, a bunch of coaches walking through the, the, the uh, hallways uh, to kind of start the show NFL Now Today. And you're going, okay, I saw that guy out. Yep, he was out. He was out. So I know he's feeling the way that I'm feeling today <laughs> uh, because I know what time I came home. And it was before he went home because he was still there when I left.
1: You should know that prime 47 is famously the place where a uh, former Panthers coach, Matt rule was nice to Mark, which changed and shaded a lot of the analysis
5: from Mr. Sessler.
2: Well, I'm easily <laughs> crafted and molded. So
5: yeah, that's how, that's how it works for. Instant yeah. too. Not all of them. Uh, Just some of them that are a little shorter than me and uh, uh, bleary-eyed this morning. I I said something on the air. We just did NFL Now. I said something on the air, and uh, Ian kind of looked at me. It was something about Lamar Jackson. I was trying to make the point that if the Ravens use the non-exclusive tag, um, it could be good for them because then he can go out and have conversations with other teams, and they could be like, look, you know, we, we, we told you we're trying to offer you a fair deal. And if the other teams offer similar, we say, OK, see, we tried to tell you this is kind of how it works. And if he gets the fully guaranteed deal, it's like, OK, great. Now we can either match it uh, or we can work out a trade or whatever. So I made this whole point that the non-exclusive tag is the way that I would go because it allows him to have conversations and see what's out there. And Ian kind of stared at me. And then we came back and I said it again. And he goes, <laughs> oh, I'm on the air. <laughs> oh, now I get what you're saying. And I'm like, "Yeah, welcome. Hi, well- Rhett. Rhett, uh Rhett Lewis is is here. What's up, bud? He's enjoying my uh, my um, uh, camera stand, which is uh, a trash can. The yeah. the phone is on a trash can.
1: That that's fitting and, for uh, our show. We, uh, we have no issue with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know Rappaport, he's trying to hang with a McAfee crew to show that he's one of them, and that's just going to lead to yeah. issues for him as well. That's uh, you know that's not his style. Well, what about the Lamar yeah. thing? Let's talk about some of the – obviously, the, in terms of the big quarterbacks, it's Rodgers and Lamar. So we'll start with Lamar. Is there anything that you've kind of heard recently or, or through the grapevine? Or what, where is this with you? Do you think this happens? Do you think he ends up on a new team?
5: I think there's a definite shot. Um, and I, I feel like it's more than just financials right now. I feel like it's it's feelings, right? And he's made it clear – There was that one Instagram post, or was it a tweet that said something about if you don't appreciate what you have, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, he was making it clear that he doesn't feel appreciated. And uh, he wants the kind of a deal that, you know, listen, for better or for worse, and right now it looks like for worse unless he turns it around, Deshaun Watson last year, he had teams at the table. Now, we can have a long discussion about whether he should have, and not just from a Uh, on-field standpoint, but from an off-field standpoint as well. But that's the situation that was created, and Lamar Jackson has not had that to this point, which is why I say the non-exclusive tag for the Ravens can be like, well, let's just get on with it. Let's just get to the point where he has the chance to go out and talk to other teams. Now, it's not full-blown free agency, but it's a chance for him to have conversations with other teams and say, hey, okay, let me see what's out there. Let me see if Apple have been alluding to on Twitter and and, and elsewhere – if the Ravens won't pay me a fully guaranteed deal, well, there must be four or five other teams that are willing to do so let them find out and let the Ravens find out. And and maybe just, you know, instead of going through this next two years of playing out the tag, if he wants to get to the point where he's truly got the kind of leverage that Kirk cousins had, let's just get on with the show. I, I'd almost kind of, That's the way that I would do it if I was the Ravens. Let's just figure out where we are and get some clarity here. So either we're going to have them or we're going to move forward. But we did report Super Bowl Sunday, Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, and I, uh, that we uh, know that the Ravens could get to a point where they are tempted uh, to entertain trade offers. I mean, that would be satisfying from my
3: perspective because then he would be in a closer situation to the Deshaun Watson situation. The reason why Watson had so much interest is because he – first of all, allowed his agent to tamper, essentially, when he wasn't allowed to trade. And then when he was allowed to make a trade, it, it was open. And we know Lamar doesn't have that infrastructure. We we can't assume that they're going around to other teams and acting illegally because he's he's on the Ravens and he, he doesn't have a, a formal agent. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, Mike, I'm with you. That would be a compelling way for the Ravens to go. But I think you would only do that as a, a Ravens franchise if you're ready to say he's probably gone because to me that putting that out there means he's probably gone he's a free agent and he'll get a great contract elsewhere there will be teams bidding and there'll be more than they're willing to pay cuz there's 31 teams out there and they're more desperate and then you work out the trade terms and he's it might only take a few days
5: i just don't know how many like when you talk about the teams that are desperate i just don't know how many there are i mean this, this falcons right- jets uh, this entire- yeah, but they have options. They have other options too, right? But they're like not they as have, good as
3: the, Dur- why? But they're not as good as Lamar Jackson. None wow. of them are even close That's to as pick. good. I don't think it's
1: going to be. Aaron hard. Rodgers isn't even as close to as good as Lamar Jackson. Right. We got to calm it down a little bit with the Lamar stuff.
3: At, at least, like, just because Aaron Rodgers is making sixty million dollars, I'm not throwing Aaron Rodgers in there. That's that's fair because we don't know that yeah. whether he's
5: available or not. Well, and and I would also say this on the sixty million thing. Um, there are a number of folks with teams with quarterback needs that would be interested in Aaron Rodgers that I've spoke to, uh, spoken to here in Indianapolis, who say the sixty million dollar number is not going to work. Like he's going to have to, whether it's us or somebody else, he's going to have to come down off that number. Now Rodgers did allude to the fact that if I come back in Green Bay, it's not going to be at that number, but it may have to be that way for the other teams as well. I know I'm zigging and zagging here, but this is this is kind of the way the quarterback market is right now. So much is dependent on everything else that I find myself starting to talk about Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. And and that's kind of where teams are figuring it out. I, I just, the, the the whole Derek Carr thing, here I go bringing in another quarterback. The whole Derek Carr <laughs> thing is interesting to me, uh, particularly from a Jets standpoint, because I don't see the Jets Diving in with Derek Carr until they know for sure what Aaron Rodgers sure. is going to do. Because uh, you, you don't want to now come to terms with Derek Carr and then be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers wanted to come here? Ah, oh, how would you ever live that down?
1: Right? And Derek Carr knows that, right? And he's okay. Is he okay with that, knowing that yeah. he's essentially the silver medalist for the Jets and the sweepstakes?
5: Yeah, but I think he's got... Other irons, I know, well, we know he's got other irons in the fire, right, Uh, the, the Saints and the Panthers. But I also think that there's more dominoes that could potentially fall beyond that as well that could open up some things for him and give him even more options. So he's got the luxury of getting out there and talking to teams right now before other guys who are free agents are allowed to talk to teams. But he's also got time. And he can stretch this thing out to the point where he gets. I mean, I'm being laughed at right now for my trash can. Uh, and they're it's all amazing. You're helping There's our YouTube so listeners. Everyone, check There's us out be on so YouTube. Many tweets. You should you have paid somebody. Funny. Scott Fitterer thinks it's funny. Scott. Sam Monson tweeted something earlier. He thinks it's funny. Somebody out of the corner of my eye, I didn't see who it was, thought it was funny. Another person's taking a picture. You know what? This is fine, Mike. Is tell, the most Mike, hotly viewed episode because of all this promotion. Mike,
1: tell them you're on the most popular NFL podcast in the world, and that will shut them up.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, in your face, Greer.
2: <laughs> I Fit. I mean, Mike G. Let's say it's a, a month and a half from now, okay? I just you, not saying that you have to tell us. You know what you know that you've got secrets. You're always sitting on explosive rumors and developments that must come out at certain time. I get that. But just play uh, team to quarterback match. Rodgers, Lamar, Oof, Derek Carr. Where are each of these quarterbacks uh, when all, all these psychotic <laughs> dominoes fall?
1: You're gonna make you're
5: gonna make Mike's head explode. Well, that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, i Well, I'm still shaking from when uh, Rosenthal asked me here at the combine a couple of years ago. Do you think Philip Rivers is going to land in Indianapolis? And I said no, and he did, and I just I couldn't get over that one. So um, let, let's let's match him up. Let's match him up. Uh, Greg with I a stray W there. That... I
1: like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time W. Big,
5: big W. Uh, um, let's match him up. I, I, I think Lamar stays in Baltimore. It's just they've done everything that they possibly can to keep this thing positive all along the way. They got the tag at their disposal. Um, I'm going to say – and it's it's a coin flip in my mind in a lot of ways, but I'm going to say he stays in Baltimore, so let's keep him there. Rodgers and, and Green Bay just feels like it's over um, in a lot of ways. So where do I put him? I don't know. I just feel like this Jets thing is just not going to happen. It just feels too good for the Zeuser man. I just I – just, <laughs> I, 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 I just feel like he's I not – I know. I feel that too. It's not going to happen for him. So <laughs> – Um, let's put Derek Carr Carr with the Saints Um, Hmm. and I think that there's a lot of things that uh, Derek Carr likes about the Saints you get to play in a dome uh, versus playing in the weather so I'll put Carr with the Saints hey what the hell I'll put Rodgers with the Jets there you go
1: well that kind of goes nicely into the next talk there's one other QB I wanted to hit because he's not getting talked about a lot right now in relation to these other guys this feels like it might be setting up well for Jimmy G who's going to hit the market and uh, you know these teams will have some of them swung and missed for their first choice. And is this set up well for yeah. Garoppolo getting another big contract, despite, you know, all the red flags about what he is as a quarterback and what he isn't.
5: Yeah. Another decent contract. I'll tell you what else is setting up nicely for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is the San Francisco tree. Um, and you've got Tennessee, you've got Houston, you've got the jets. Um, who am I missing? Uh, it, it, whether it's a general manager or a coach, you got the um, Belichick it, tree in Las Vegas. You got the Belichick tree in Las Vegas. That is correct. Um, they're going to need somebody as well. Um, so it's he. He's he's got options. He does. And you know if he winds up in let's say Houston, because I know that D'Amico Ryan's likes him. Look, the thing about Jimmy G is um, he's one of the guys in a lot of ways, and he's a competitive guy. And the coaches who have seen him operate know you know, yeah, he's not the most special guy from a, um, a talent standpoint, right? He doesn't have all those intangibles, or not intangible, those tangibles, but he's got the intent, and he's he's been a winner. And when he's healthy, he's won football games. So I feel like if he winds up in Houston, it's not a long-term thing, but I feel like it's a chance for him to go somewhere and play right away better than some other situations, if that makes sense. I got
2: I to gotta tell you, Mike, Like we just um, took a look at Sam Monson's tweet. Um, the photo we took of you was from PFF, and it is just a human adult male talking to a garbage can. That's really what it looks like from a profile Let's angle. Take a look at it's, this. It's, um, I haven't seen it yet. It's fantastic. See, I, I mean, it uh, might be the height of what you've achieved uh, here at the company. It does.
1: It looks like a crazy person <laughs> who's had some type of uh, psychotic break, I, talking to a plastic <laughs> trash can. Yes, uh, Mark said uh, exactly described how this looks. I
3: can't tell if this is going to be good for our podcast and the NFL in general because the shot looks great. Again, people should check it out on on YouTube. Maybe they look at it and they think like, "Why are we sending all these producers?" and everything to places when a trash can uh, can do their job and we don't even need to send our podcast there? Or is it a a bad look? Um, that their their podcast isn't here and we have to use the trash can, is that somehow embarrassing? I'm not sure how I stand All right,. There. All right, Greggy. I like it. Uh, it's, a, it's,
5: a <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. It is going to result in more eyeballs, uh, which is going to be a good thing. But it just doesn't feel like something you want to go to the well too often, right? <laughs> it's like a, like no, a this gadget is it. This is right? one, <laughs> a one-time yeah. thing. The defenses now are ready for the Philly special, right? It's just at some point, you just use it, and you get out, and you move on to something else.
3: All right, one, one last thing. I wa- I do want to just say, like, at this time a year ago, the whole conventional wisdom, because people hold things close to the vest in the combine, is that there wasn't going to be a lot of big-time quarterback movement, and then right after the combine no. ended, there was a ton of big-time quarterback movement. So the one thing I would push back on, this might be your Phillip Rivers of this year, uh, Mike, and maybe not, maybe not, is that I think if Lamar, if they didn't put the non-exclusive tag, I think – like seven teams will be in on it. I would start with the Deshaun Watson teams from a year ago. They were all desperate for quarterbacks. If they were in on Deshaun Watson, I would expect them to be in on Lamar Jackson. Then you could throw the Commanders, Titans, yeah. Raiders, who knows, Sprite. I just think there'd be enough teams to, to really bid him up and, and he would be gone. But I am curious, at Prime 47, you're staying there late. Like, what are what are the decision makers all talking about this week? Like, what what is... uh. What is the hot uh, topic? Because because there are those league topics that that eventually, if you're having these conversations with GMs and coaches, it comes back
5: around
1: to. Please don't it. say the tush push.
5: <laughs> no, the tush push has not been a big. It's been a topic of conversation. Uh, it has not been a big topic of conversation. Uh, but the Eagles are very upset that they have something that's been very effective for them that they see. See, I thought it was it was just a simple play. Seriously, talked about it like there's. But, but but Sirianni, the way he talked about it was that there's they run it better than anybody else. Of course, right? so you're taking away something that. But but it's it seems like you just get two guys behind a guy and you push, and that's what makes it so hard. But he talked about the technique involved in that play, and they feel like uh, they have so much. Uh, uh, so much of an advantage there because of how they run it and the personnel that they deploy. Uh, so anyway, the tush push, what was the question again? Oh, what's the topic of conversation? I, I think this rookie quarterback class has been a fascinating topic of conversation. Cause I think that there is uh, no consensus. I think the third guy Ooh. on somebody's board and the quarterback is the first guy on somebody else's board. Um, I believe that a lot of people think that Anthony Richardson uh, is going to uh, uh, have a terrific Performance here because listen, the, these things set up well for guys who have the top-end ability, right? Because you get to put that ability on display. This is why Zach Wilson pre-draft all of his workouts, right? It it, it lent itself to the guy who puts his skill set on display. It's not football though. It's not playing the position. It's not running uh, things the way you're supposed to run in an offense, but. This is a guy who's going to come out. Richardson's going to uh, perform extremely well and uh, put that talent on display. And it's going to create some conversation among some teams uh, as far as where he uh, or inside the teams as far as where he, he ranks on the board. So there's been a wide variety of teams. And I, I've had a lot of teams say that there is no sure thing here. Much as we love Bryce Young, there are questions about him and his size and whether that's going to translate to the NFL. So it's going to be a fascinating draft from a quarterback uh, standpoint. I know that. And that's why,
1: Mike, the Bears are trading the number one pick, right? Because there isn't a slam dunk QB that would be an upgrade in their mind over Justin Fields that would compel no, them to trade the in-house guy.
5: It, I, I, as I mentioned the other day before the Bears even talked here, and and frankly, I'm, I'm surprised that Poles left as much wiggle room as he, he did, did, to be yeah. honest with you. Because my understanding was, and I, I, I was having conversations with Bears sources uh, around the senior bowl, hey, we can't wait to Indianapolis. Uh, because we want to field those offers for the first pick like that, that was going to be the order of business here. Um, I, I think, you know, as far as evaluating those quarterbacks, I think polls wants that out there to kind of get teams to think like, they're not just selling that pick mm. and you've got to convince us. Uh, but th- there's no doubt in my mind that Justin Fields uh, is going to be the quarterback for the bears with mm. a lot more weapons around them. Cause they've got a lot of cap room and a lot of capital. Uh, they are going to be a very busy team in the coming weeks. And that's going to be fun. I, 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 It's good when the Bears uh, are fun and enjoyable, and I think they're going to be.
1: Bears have nearly a $100 in cap space, more than any team in the league. Mike, worry that maybe we damaged your reputation and perhaps your long-term career prospects with garbage can interview hashtag, Uh, but uh, hopefully that's not the case, and and if it is, we owe you a beer.
5: That'll do it. Listen, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take the beer. I'll take the whiskey um, uh, if you're offering that as well. Sure. But I got to say this. In this business, if you're not willing to talk to a trash can in front of all of your friends in the Indianapolis Convention Center, you know, you, you, your head's too big. You haven't so lived. Be, be humble. <laughs> be humble. Be hungry. Speaking of hungry, uh, I just got a text that my lunch is ready from Carly Lindsay. Thank you. Carly. Beautiful. I'll be right over there.
1: All right. Thank you, Mike G.
5: Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, boys.
1: (laughs) There he he goes. And uh, what a warrior uh, to do that for us. Before we we started, the interview with Mike went through a period where he was thinking, should I just hold it? How long is this going to take? I said about 15 to 18 minutes. Ended up taking about 18 minutes. And in retrospect, he probably should have held the camera. I don't know. He's going to eat a lot of poop there. This was get you, you know, know how, how those guys are Your arms get really
3: tired though. I no. think 18 minutes. Sneaky uh, But you know how sports writers tip. are. They're like I mean Mike G. You know, so
2: if you if you see in the forearms, he he does a little a bit shot. of working out, but he was oh, yeah. the one that raised that concern. So I, I thought the, the 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 framing aspect ratio looked great on the garbage can. Good move. Yes.
1: And it does even though we're not there this year, it puts us in the conversation perhaps a little bit. Yeah. You know, puts puts us back on people's Lips and in their minds. They're
3: like, oh, yeah, those yeah. are the trash guys. Those, those are the trash, trash can guys. guys. That, that, the trash what, podcast, That's what right? we've been aiming for, especially
2: considering <laughs> where we were a year ago. If we knew that was our <laughs> destiny, um, you know, arrow up.
1: Um, all right. That is the Wednesday edition of the Around the NFL podcast. We will be back um, tomorrow. In fact, that's how we grind, especially on Combine Week, whether we're there or not. Uh, And we're going to have Lance Zierlein, as I mentioned at the top of the show, who's going to dig in on the draft situation and uh, Combine and the prospects. And as Mike alluded to there, you know, what's going on with these quarterbacks and how these things, how quickly they shift, right? From, uh, oh, yeah, you know, last year's quarterback class, that sucks. And everybody's like, oh, but wait till next year's quarterback class. And now here we are. And all of a sudden it's like no slam thunks. But it's, yeah. No slam thugs and
3: We're going to have two months to talk about it. And we'll, maybe Lance will uh, give us some. And there's you know so what? much more there juice. There probably though. is a slam dunk. Here's by the, the way. Here's the thing, though. The consensus well. is that Pickett or anyone in last year's class would have been a distant fifth behind these four. I think, like, these four are going to end up going in the top 10 or 15. So it's juice. At least there's juice, juice even if there's no slam thugs. The
1: juice is loose. Thank you to everybody for listening. And, yes, we'll be back again tomorrow. Thank you to Mike G. Thank you to Justin Graver and everybody behind the glass. Until Thursday, you know what you got to do. Heat the car.